0: welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. We're going to take some time to talk about the idea of creatives and side jobs. Many worship leaders and creative leaders seem to have more than one job. To begin with, we'd love to hear from you. Do you serve in worship ministry or some other aspect of creative ministry in a church and also have a side business or ministry you do? Share with us by leaving a comment. Tell us what you do, and we may share it. You can do that at WorshipLeaderToolbox.com or our Facebook at WorshipLeaderToolbox, or for Twitter and Instagram, hit us up at WorshipLeaderTB. Before we jump in, Tim, let's rehash for a moment the worship conference. Yeah,
1: we, we should. The worship conference was just last week at the time of this recording, and it was really great to be with um, worship leaders from around the area not only doing presentations, but other people who chimed in to be a part of it. And um, we've had this worship conference at our home church here in person, but this year we just turned it all digital. Mm -hmm. It didn't cost anything, and we just invited people to make presentations and then allowed everybody to chime in. So it was a lot of great connections, a lot of fun to learn and grow, fun for you and I and other people who helped us accomplish this to do the 30 minute live opening and connect with people. And then, uh, during the day, everybody just did their own thing. It really did give me a lot of insight into, um, I know, I know a lot of people do this around the world, but it gave me a lot of insight into how to best resource people Mm -hmm. in a digital kind of realm and really for that to be a springboard for relationships. So I thought it was really cool. what do you think about it?
0: I thought it was awesome. Because we did it last year and we were in person and we connected to worship leaders uh, in our basic immediate area. Uh, going fully online, we had people coast to coast in America, which was awesome. And I even know that we had someone from like Northern Ireland, which was awesome. So like, yep. So Harvest Conferences is global now. We can officially check that off the books. We are global. We were able to offer a place for worship Leaders to go and um, not just like, you know, take part in this conference, but even afterwards, we have um, the Worship Leader Toolbox community on Facebook. And, you know, they're in there and they can, you know, if they're going through stuff or have any questions, you know, they can, they have a place where they can now go to and bounce ideas off of each other.
1: Yeah, we definitely invite people to do that on the Facebook group to <laughs> ask to join it. And it's not too late to access the content. All you have to do is go to worshipleadertoolbox.com and click the Awakening Worship Conference tab, register there, and you can get all 15 video presentations. And most of them really were in line with the idea of a toolbox, like stage presence and vocals for worship and bass for worship and how to get people to sing and how to you know act and, and live out life on the platform. and All those things that just really were Uh, And like Aaron Brewer did one on a presentation on balancing day job and uh, ministry role. And so it was just a lot of good stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it was great.
0: But going back to our topic today, you know, um, like Aaron, there seems to be a lot of worship leaders uh, in the church who have side jobs, or maybe they're bivocational, Um, like those who serve in ministry on the weekends, they have a day job, and that's one thing. But then um, all the people who serve fully in the church, like creative ministry, uh, but then they also have like blogs or other ministries they're involved in uh, with like speaking, you know, opportunities, uh, if they write books, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it does seem like full-time art ministry leaders within the church also always seem to have a couple other irons in the fire. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times this is uh, talked about in terms of like gigs, more basically a steady job on a regular basis. I rarely use the word gig for worship ministry opportunities just because it doesn't quite jive in my mind, but I I totally understand what they mean. Mm -hmm. But any opportunity you have to use your craft to – um, you know, produce something to be helpful to somebody or bring in income to help in your life or ministry is a a good gig I mean mm-hmm. that is like the definition of a gig, and so it 's also a good opportunity as well to be a witness and to be serving worship leaders and side jobs. I guess if I was going to talk about that in my own life mm-hmm. and maybe the reason I see it so much is because I see it in my own life, and that is um I serve on staff at our church part-time in worship ministry. And I've done that for, you know, 20 years or so. And then I also, at the same time, lead Harvest Ministry, which is another aspect of ministry, which is a whole another level. Both of them together kind of make one big, happy, full-time, crazy life. So, um, Clint, do you, I don't know if you resonate with this or not, but do you feel like you have a side job in life?
0: Well, so I am like full-time staff at our church here a ministry leader which that in itself is just like a, a person with many hats it seems like uh specifically like in like student ministry and worship ministry
1: so you don't have one job you have like three side jobs uh,
0: <laughs> my my full-time job is like four side jobs <laughs> yeah uh but outside of that <laughs> um you know i i do a lot of stuff with you and harvest um but i don't even really see that as like a side job it's just something that like I love doing it. It's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, so that's, there's that. But then I also like, I really like our current pop culture because I grew up um, being a comic book kid and I still love comic books. And I just, I don't know, something about the art and the stories of like uh, specifically Amazing Spider-Man, but because of my passion in that, I've also kind of turned to like Flipping comic books, so like I'll buy collections, sort through it, which to some people seems crazy, but to me it's like a whole lot of fun. And then I'll just like sell it off, and uh it's just a lot of fun to do.
1: Yeah, that always amazes me because I have—I don't think I've ever read a comic book, really. So when I hear you talk about it, it's always so unique. Tim, I'm going. And to I remember the one—I I knew you had a passion about it because one day I took you to Grumpy Bob's, where I just take our lawnmower to get the blade sharpened, but they're an eclectic store of comic books and videos, and you're oh, walking yeah. around there like you thought it was awesome.
0: Yeah. If there was a mecca, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that I just, wouldn't call that it, but yeah, it was that's, awesome.
1: That's unique. I was trying to think of what are the the possibilities. Why side job is so prevalent in? So we have three listed here. I thought we could just um okay. talk about them and and see if you have any input to these. The first one is that you are the friend. So if you're a musician or if you do videos or if you own a sound system, then you are probably called upon by people in your circles to participate in various events. Mm. So everybody loves to say they have a friend who plays guitar or yeah. a friend who can make a video or a friend who can be the DJ. Yeah. And so it's really easy. As a result, you may not even call it a business, but you get all kinds of side jobs for weddings and creating you know, family event kind of stuff and graphics and whatever else it is. Everyone loves to have a friend who can play a little music or bring their guitar to the party or something like that. And yeah. so as a result, if you are gifted in those art kind of areas, then you're called upon. And the time I remember that to be most helpful was when I was, you know, in the wedding season of my life where all friends were getting married. Mm-hmm. And I I was I stood up a few times in people's weddings, but for the most part I was the musician. <laughs> which was unbelievable because I never had to rent a tux and most often, they gave you a gift or an honorarium to do it. And all my other friends are spending money on tuxes and stand there. And I was kind of part of the life of the party and had fun, but but sort of benefited. And so um, that's one example of where you're the friend and you wind up with, with a side job. So can you see that play out? Oh,
0: definitely. Um, <clears throat> mainly more so not like where I am in ministry but more so with my wife. So, you know, she's a photographer and you were just talking about weddings and there are so many times in weddings where like, you know, the bride and the groom will like call my wife and be like, "Hey, you know, we had an emergency, such and such can't do this or that or whatever. You know, do you have any recommendations?" And, you know, you know Tina who does a lot of weddings. It's just like, "Oh yeah, you know, this person or even there was one who The person like dropped out and we're like, we don't know what we're going to do. The musician's gone. And Tina's like, well, I don't know if he's free, but you know, my husband plays guitar and can sing. So like there was a wedding where I played Mm -hmm. guitar and sing and also was her assistant for the photos. It was really interesting. Wow.
1: That's cool. That's good. So that's one of them is that you, you are the friend and as a result, worship leaders get side jobs Mm -hmm. just because of that. The second one I was trying to think of, and maybe there's others on this list that you can think of, but the second reason I was thinking people might have, there might be uh, a bigger percentage of people with side jobs in this role is because it's a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. So in addition to your regular ministry role, which most often involves creativity and the arts, you might also sense a need for other creative outlets and again this might provide income or it might just be more of a hobby but it's an opportunity to use your gifts and skills. So these options are uh, you know like endless. Mm-hmm. The the idea that somebody could just take the skills they have of music or photography or whatever add value to their lives and to other people's lives. The awesome thing about that idea of creative outlet is that you it actually helps sharpen your own church. So mm-hmm. if you're a full-time staff person you don't want to get to a situation where you're you know unable to fulfill your duties because you're maxed out on this other front. But who knows? The Lord uses those times sometimes to call you into other things. Mm-hmm. And so something else is like outgrown what it was, and all of a sudden you realize, "Hey, I'm being led this direction. That's cool." But most often, if you have an opportunity to, you know, to uh, write in a blog, that's only going to enhance your church ministry because yeah. you're thinking and you're yeah. sharpening and you're pruning and just all those different things. So, first one is you're called on as the friend of your circle of people. And uh, another reason that people have side jobs is because it's a creative outlet and they're able to do something with that. Any other thoughts to this creative outlet type thing? Because for some people, they might even not to answer the question I just asked, but for some people, they might even be stuck in a role that's in worship ministry, but it's not necessarily feeling like it's creative. Like there's maybe a lot of administrative stuff yeah, and and you get a chance to do music, but not to the extent you would if you were, you know, recording music on your own type thing. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Um. So like the creative outlet, it, I could totally see that as an important thing at our church here. We have a big enough worship team that I really only play like once a month or twice a month. Um. So being able to like do something like Harvest or other ministries like that, it allows me to play more. And it also like sharpens my skills for when I'm here. You know, so uh, it kind of, you know, keeps that, you know, the itch of playing guitar or singing or helping lead worship Um, outside of this, but then also, you know, it keeps me, like, in the loop of things in church, so. Hey, this is Ava Andrews, and I lead worship with Harvest Ministry. We would love to invite you to listen to some of our music on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, or wherever you like to listen. Over the years, Harvest has recorded worship music, kids worship, instrumental, and more. You can find all the various albums at harvestministryteams.com slash music. Thanks!
1: All right, and then the last and the final one here. Another potential reason why there's so much prevalence of side jobs in worship ministry is because it does provide extra income. So some hobbies don't really have a good way to provide income, but the arts really does. So like uh, a side job could be giving guitar lessons or piano lessons Mm -hmm. or voice lessons or singing for events on the weekends or being a part of a traveling music group of some sort or whatever the case is. And what I've found is, is that some extra income is a powerful motivator when you are serving in ministry. So Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody would argue that ministry is not a lucrative sort of thing that just, you know, goes over the top in terms of money. I mean, um, you know, the, the calling is there and, and the, and churches I think are growing in the idea that income is important and they want to make sure they take care of people and just all those different things that are involved in that. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's awesome that God wires us up with these certain ideas and thoughts and gifts and skills to um, do some sort of side thing that produces some sort of income that can add to what we have Mm -hmm. and help make life go smoother. And the neat part of that is, is that the byproduct is, is that, the church also benefits from that as well. So there is a little more flex in life in church work, and um, an opportunity to you know do some of these other things at times that help enhance the church and help enhance the leader. And then you also have this idea that um, there's a little more income to help make everything happen. Or do you have any other thoughts about the provide extra income, or is that just like a well, actually, cut and I've, dried?
0: I I don't know if it's cut and dry because i have two different views on on this specific topic oh okay good like like the first one like we were talking about like strengths earlier so like the maximizer side of my mind because maximizer is like one of my top ones is that you know like looking and also this is like my business mindedness is like if you know a, a team member in the ministry has to have a second job to make ends meet well that's taking away their like productivity for the ministry so is it better that they have to have a side job you know what i mean so that's like my maximizers thinking is like we should be able to like provide them enough give them enough security uh, for their family that their focus then can solely be on the ministry and not have to have these side hustles Mm -hmm. but then the one of my other strengths is adaptability and i am totally cool with like um the side of me where i would you know go looking in the world for like people who are selling comic book collections and scrounging through that stuff and spending time and then like selling it off so like that's like the two different aspects and i know like you know paul like, he was a tent maker right and that like what he was yeah or was it paul
1: yeah like basically he he talked about how churches didn't have to he worked to yeah. support so they didn't have to yeah
0: so i mean like you know you can look at it two different ways it's like oh that's how we should model our lives or like oh that's a different time and different culture and everything but like so i don't think there's a right answer um but those are my probably two conflicting inner battles when yeah. it comes
1: to this well that really opens up that's like an awesome thought to put together because that's basically the case like you want people to be fully there yeah. and fully engaged but you were saying that's kind of like what we yeah. want. So yeah, that's that is really awesome to think about those two different things. So we want people to be fully engaged in their ministry. And it would be an unfortunate place to be in where you had to have a second job, but but that's pretty much by by biv- vocational is. Mm-hmm. I mean like the, the ministry role for a worship leader, a lot of these roles are like this. It, you know, I know this is different west coast, east coast, midwest, but say a part-time worship leader makes $12,000 a year. Like two hundred fifty dollars a week to be there on Sundays and lead worship, mm-hmm. and uh, and be there for rehearsal, or whatever. So that's a pretty good setup if you are planted in your community and your your job is cut and dried, and mm-hmm. you know you have the opportunity to do that. So basically, you're you're able to help the church move to another level with that small little amount. But um, if somebody's working full time, then you would want them to be able to invest full time and yeah. not feel like they have to have another job. Yeah. That'd be like tough. But here's where it's interesting. When you were talking about that, a lot of the large church, like high profile pastors that you see in all these places. They preach and they lead their church, but they also write books and do podcasts and go on the speaking circuit. Mm-hmm. And they are everywhere, it seems like, except their church. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like it's just the type of thing where, oh, it's sad that you have to go get, you know, extra money. And I don't think in their case that's what it's for. It's more for influence, but but still they have a side job. Like yeah. these leaders have a side thing that they're doing. Yeah. And, um,
0: but I also kind of questioned that at times because are they doing what they're doing for the kingdom and the goodness of their church? Or like you said, they're, they're doing it for their own clout, you know, not to like judge people's hearts or like, think about that or anything like that. But, um, motives play a huge, you know? Yeah. And
1: and the other thing is what I was talking about, you know, the, this is geared toward worship leaders and the creative aspect of worship staff. And so Mm -hmm. I think in terms of that, and some of these folks, I was just speaking over like the leaders of the church or the preacher or whatever. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting this idea that almost every worship leader that I've talked to, and even the interviews on this podcast that we've done so far, the people have a role and they have something else that they do. And I don't want to name names, but some of the people on this interviews that we've done serve in their church and they have a video business, mm-hmm. or they serve in their church and they have a solo music concert touring side thing that they go do mm-hmm. and um that just it's just interesting to me that uh everybody has that um matt volmer was another guy that we interviewed yeah and he's he's lived this kind of life for a long time he yeah. was a school teacher and he, he went was a school and, teacher and he went and traveled and did music with great romance and then he kind of turned uh full-time great romance and then he kind of went worship leader mm-hmm. and travel on weekends and now he serves in youth ministry yeah and worship and travels here and there yeah and, um, that's just like an example of, you know, somebody who's serving the church and yeah. has this outlet and they're able to serve and do this thing. So I don't know if we actually landed on any specific thing here outside of the fact that if you are a worship leader or a creative and you have a side job, then we just want to encourage you to know that a lot of people do that and utilize that and let that help your church mm-hmm. and not necessarily like take away from it. I don't know what the flip side of that would be, except that if you're a church with a worship creative Arts person that's on staff, then be confident to encourage them in that and give them you know whatever parameters there need to be. You don't want to you know have somebody that people think is not doing their job well, but um, but embrace it and mm-hmm. know that they're going and and making a difference. And your name is attached to them. That's only going to help you know. It's just going to help everybody in a lot of ways.
0: Well, that's awesome. Uh, thanks again for joining us on this episode of the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. And also, uh, don't forget to send us a note um, with your side minister role, and we would love to share that with others. And please, um, if you would love to do us a huge favor, hit the subscribe button on whatever uh, podcast you uh, um, applications you're listening to this on and also give us a five star rating and a review share this with your uh, ministry team um, so that way we can help get the word out and around the world and also if you have any questions please do not hesitate to reach out we would love to hear what's working well for you and where you need to grow in your worship ministry we'll see you next time
1: you were mentioning harvest how you enjoy helping with harvest and uh, I was just sitting here thinking, um, yeah, maximizing and adaptability, mm-hmm. that's like entrepreneurial world right there. Like those two gifts that are great for entrepreneurial world. Mm-hmm. So um, this little ending statement here will probably just be at the very end of this podcast and half the people probably won't even hear it, but great job. <laughs> I got to sneeze. <laughs> Can we leave that in? Woo! <laughs> we probably could.